Germany, 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 Joe. Germany, 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 Joe. With a little bit of luck, we'll make it through the night. Welcome to Destroy Good Radio. My name is Sean Mark Dagnall. And over here we have Mr. Thomas Merritt. How are you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Just starting up with a little bit of Artful Dodger there. Do you remember well, Artful Dodger? I remember Artful Dodger with Craig David. He didn't do a song with Craig David. He did. Huh. Was that the one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did. Wasn't Artful Dodger's first song with Craig David the uh, Craig David's breakout? I don't remember that song. Re eat wine. With the crowd say boss. It was with Eat your white. That one. Breakout. <laughs> yeah. Breakout room. Breaking out. They both broke out. How are of, you anyway? Of the garage. You okay? I'm great. Yeah. F- fabulous. Absolutely fantastic. Fan dabby dabby dozy. Uh, let's head on into the world of the news. And now the news with your hosts, Sean Dagnall and Tom Merrick. John Lennon's favourite cinema is under threat from Lidl. How? Well, <laughs> uh, basically, there's this theatre that was in Wavertree and it closed down in 1979. Right. But it's where John Lennon used to like to hang out. Now, it hasn't been a cinema for many, many years. Since 1979? Since 1979. So, isn't it just a building at this point? Yeah. They're going to knock it down, though, and build a little. Oh, they're not going to build it inside? No. They're just going to get rid of the whole building. They're just going to have, they're not going to have like aisles of seats and the food in between. <laughs> Watching some prawns just dance across the screen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no, they're just going to get rid show of it. all the, the weekly deals up on the big screen. Oh, you know, they're missing a trick. They are missing a trick. But no, no, they're not going to do that. Just going to get rid of the whole building. Uh, this is a place uh, that John Lennon actually put in um, his great song. Um, I can't remember the name of the song. Wow, wow. that song, huh? That song. Places I'll remember all my life. Wow. But some have changed. Okay. Some for better, not forever. Yeah. Oh. In my life. Poignant. Poignant. Because yeah. not forever, because now it's little. Now it's little. Yeah. Like, who knows? Does John Lennon like little? Would he have liked Lidl? Would he be in the bakery section? Um, what would his favourite product be? Some sort of German yoghurt? Um, I think Imagine he... all the yoghurt. <laughs> 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 well, my first story is one to really lighten the mood. R. Kelly nearly stabbed with a pen during jailhouse attack. <laughs> well, it's one for the money. I'm not going to go on with that. Okay, good. Don't, don't worry. So... You may see the the key word in this news story is the word nearly. So, R. Kelly was not stabbed with a pen, and that's made it into the news. Was it a guy just <laughs> trying to hand him a pen to do a signature? No, and he freaked out. He freaked out. <laughs> oh, don't stab me. Actually, it was a guy who has fuck the feds tattooed on his face, but he also had an ink pen with him that he was going to use to stab Mr. Kelly, his lawyer says. Oh, the old ink pen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the ink pen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the... No, there's only one type of pen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was an ink pen. Who writes these fucking stories? Which site did you get this from? Uh, I believe it was musicnews.com. Let's not shit on them. The the height of of music news (laughs) journalism. Um, I won't go into what he's uh, accused with, child sex charges, but... um, Is he accused of something? Yeah, he's, 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 he's a bad guy. Has he done something? Potentially. I have not seen anything. Who has? No. I thought he was clean as a whistle, sharp as a thistle, best in all Westminster. <laughs> <laughs> we all did. But apparently not. Um, but we shall see. Hey, nothing proven. 
More than 100 coronavirus cases are linked to a controversial Smash Mouth gig. I didn't even know they had that many fans. No. But Smash Mouth have done a gig during this pandemic where Steve Harwell, the lead singer, said, fuck that COVID shit, we're all here now. And then they smashed their mouths open and shut and all the spit came out and everyone got coronavirus. That is the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is surprising. <laughs> Stupidity knows no bounds. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, this week they are trying to do these uh, socially distanced gigs. Right. Um, which are, they're in trials right now. Uh, I know they're doing it with football and bigger audience places. Right. But there's a lot of smaller venues that are not going to be be able to open with the new rules no, in place. No, you have about 10 people inside. Yeah. Yeah, selling the tickets because you won't be able to pay the band. Yeah, yeah. I've got a story for you. Share snubbed over post office job. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, post office officials in Malibu, California, have turned down Cher's offer to help amid cash cuts because she isn't qualified to be a volunteer. I heard she just didn't believe. <laughs> But yeah, so her, her effort to volunteer comes as US leader Donald Trump attempts to... Now, this website said streamline the US Postal Service, although other people might have different views on whether he's trying to streamline it or wreck it. Or, yeah. as Trump likes to do, try and fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. try and grab it by the pussy. Um, so, yeah, so she was trying to volunteer, I assume, to, to help out with that, you know, streamline it, the, the share way. I heard she wasn't strong enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, but apparently she needed uh, fingerprints and uh, a DNA scan and all sorts of things to prove that she was human enough to work there. She does not have fingerprints nor DNA. She is a robot. Is she? Yeah. Well, she certainly has looked and sounded the same for a long time. Exactly. <laughs> she... I don't know how old she is. 80? Yeah. I'm going to say 80. She's had so many facelifts, her fingerprints are probably in her armpits by now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Oasis Wonderwall named the biggest selling Britpop song of the 1990s. That now, is this week. How does that make it into the news this week? Like, it doesn't take 20 years to tabulate all the... Uh, Data from the, from the nineties and find out that that was the biggest selling single. See, this... that would have been known as soon as as soon as January the first two thousand rolls around. That that was known. Did Did you know that the only bit that the Millennium Bug fucked up was the record sales and it's taken us twenty years? Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally, we can say Wonderwall was a popular song. <laughs> See, the the thing that gets me with this story about just being a little bit of clickbait is the fact that it goes Britpop song. It wasn't the highest selling song because I I would I don't want to wager it, but I'd say that um, Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Yeah. Would you? Sixteen weeks at number one. Yeah, exactly. I bet that is the biggest selling single. What are you gonna say? What was it called? You were gonna say Every Breath You Take, weren't you? No. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say Everything I Do. Oh, okay. I do it for you. Yeah, I remember that song. It's sounded, oh. I wish I'd let you finish that sentence. Yeah, I wish you had. <laughs> Sounded like you were going to go for a bit of sting. Not <laughs> I would have gone for the uh, Puff Diddy version. Uh, yeah. Sean Diddy Combs. The Puff Daddy, Puff Diddy. Puff Diddy, Puff Daddy. I would have gone for that. That that sold a lot of singles as well, but it's not Britpop. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. So it's a bit of a precursor to say Britpop song. It's not. That's not even the highest selling. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I'm going to do some research. Yeah, I guess it depends on what you put in that genre as well. Well, you can only put Blur in that genre, really. Is that it? It's just, <laughs> just Blur and Oasis. Come on, we all remember the 90s. British it, pop music. British pop music. Yeah. There was Blur, there was Oasis. Pulp. There was Pulp. Some people said Super Fairy Animals. Some people even went as far as Suede. <laughs> they did. But, but you know, those, we won't. Those, pe- those, those people wore moccasins. Yeah. <laughs> so. I had a Suede album when I was a kid. Did you? Brett yeah. Anderson? Yeah. A bit of Brett. I couldn't imagine listening to Suede. We, I, I didn't really. We signed up for one of those um, get 10 free CDs and take this terrible subscription thing. Oh, I used to uh, love them. The Britannia uh, Music Club. Yeah, yeah. It was some, yeah, it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I couldn't find albums that I liked in it. So the closest thing to what I liked in it was Suede. See, see. So this, I got a Suede album. See, this also happened to me. My, da- <laughs> my, dad, my dad gave me the form and he said, Sean, I've picked seven albums, but... We need ten. Yeah, he said you have a go, and I looked through the list and I couldn't find anything I liked, and I ended up buying Queen the Works. Okay, fair enough though. Yeah, fair enough. You got Queen the Works, but you I know, suede. That. <laughs> <laughs> but I went for the whole list. Going, I don't like any of this fucking music. Yeah, and awful. suede would have definitely been on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Bring back the Britannia Music Club. Yeah. <laughs> or don't, because it was a scam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, so uh, I've got a really exciting story here. There's going to be a graphic novel come out that is based on Dio's Holy Diver cover. Holy shit. Yes. Like, the Holy Diver cover is pretty awesome, to it's be fair. pretty awesome. It's got a dragon chasing a guy who we assume is a priest along a beach. Yeah. It's all nicely coloured. It's very nice. It's a good cover. When I hear the word graphic novel, yeah, it makes me think of sexy erotica. <laughs> not unsexy erotica. No, no, not that unsexy. Non erotica. Non erotica. No, no, knob erotica. Oof, you don't want to get that. <laughs> you don't. That, that's when you've been reading too much sexy erotica. <laughs> I've just been reading my uh, graphic novel. Oh, have you? You washed your hands. How graphic was it? Oh, <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. It's going to be a 120-page story based on what happened in the moments before the priest is thrown into the ocean. Sounds fucking awful. Holy diver! <laughs> I was meant to say that when you read the story, but I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you, get excited, right? Because these shoes, you can't see them. Uh, are going to help you feel sound in your feet. Okay, so there's a lot of questions there. Yep. What shoes and what do, what makes you feel sound? They're black. Do you mean sound like sound, lad? Or do you mean it means you're getting sound from your feet? This is a music podcast, so I'm not just saying they're going to make your feet feel good. This is not a product placement. Okay. Though this week we are sponsored by The Little Mix. Is that what the shoes are called? No, no. It's just a um, a small sweet shop. Small Irish people. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, these shoes are going to be from Drop Lads, and they are just basically black shoes. But they have... Racist. No, they basically have a vibrating platform in them. Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling some nobrotica knob- going on. <laughs> Basically, they deliver stereo audio to the user's feet. Mm. Have you ever thought to yourself, fuck, man, you know what would make this album better? I want to hear it in my feet. I can, I can, I can understand a certain like enjoyment of getting like 
a bit of vibration through yeah. the feet. You know, maybe if your feet pulsed with the with the beat of the song, that would be an interesting experience, I suppose. For how long would that be interesting, though? I guess it depends on how uh, erotic it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not listening to Barry White in my feet, man. <laughs> well, you might, well, you could, though. That's the Let, point, right? Let's, let's just think, right? Your Marvin Gaye, get yourself in the mood. Your feet are literally the furthest part in your body away from your ears. That's not a good place to put speakers. Well, they're not speakers, though, are they? It's just vibrating. It says stereo audio to the user's feet. So uh, I'm so going to say... says audio. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say there is music coming in so into the feet. it's just like... Yeah. It's muffled audio on your feet. Coming out of your feet. You're muffled It's Bane here again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not do Batman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's meant to be like a transformative experience, uh, so it does make you feel at a gig. So I was thinking, what else could you have that would do that? So I've designed a coat that will simultaneously, while you listen to your music through your feet and through your ears, yeah. will just spill a little beer on you yeah. every sort of ten minutes. Yeah, and the inside gets coated with sweat-like substance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really gives you that gig experience. Yeah. And that's what we all are craving right now in lockdown. I forgot to tell you that my coat will also bump you in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, randomly. It's got like, a, a, a little motor in the back that, like, gives you a little dig. And you get a little kick. You get a little poke in the kidneys every now and again. Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, and um, well, like a little sound thing that comes in your ears. It says, oh, "I can just get by there, mate." Yeah, you can just get by. And it's brilliant. <laughs> it, it's like being it's like a being there. It's like I'm there. Match that up with some Oculus Rift type shit. Yeah, you've got yourself a time, well, baby. You, <laughs> baby, you got a gig going. <laughs> <laughs> you sure have. You got anything else going on in your old news? Well, not really. I mean, the the remainder of my news stories are all and now it's time for clickbait yeah so I've got some uh, clickbait this week Kesha makes sure her eyes sparkle whilst wearing face mask yeah yeah so I clicked on the story yeah it was just an entire product placement story about how she likes to wear more eye makeup since she has to wear a face mask Jessica Simpson details embarrassing eczema experience her music is dry and flaky. Hey! Oh, she should team up with uh, Kesha and just put a face mask over that shit. Well, even if it's on her arms or like her balls or yeah. whatever. <laughs> just face mask it. Just mask that shit. Yeah, mask yeah, that shit. Mask that shit. Perfect time. And finally, it's probably uh, one of the greatest headlines I've ever seen. James Hetfield has been writing songs during COVID-19 lockdown. <sighs> Haven't we all, mate? Now, I don't know how you can turn that into a story. You could just... It's conjecture, isn't it? No. No, no, because cause there's, there's a possibility that he's, he's just writing songs. They asked him, and he said, I've been writing songs. Oh. If he was like, no, actually, I've given up the music, and I'm really into, like... Ballroom dancing. Exma trumpets. Exma treatments. <laughs> Exma treatments, yeah. Exma treatments, Exma trumpets. Whatever. Yeah, that would have been... If, it, if he hadn't been writing songs, it might have been interesting to see what he had been spending his time doing. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've got for for clickbait. Jesus Christ! Have you got any more? No, I've only got the BTS blow up YouTube of records with dynamite. BTS. I don't know what it stands for. Bullshit. Bacon, tomato, and Sausage. sadness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went down different roads. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this week uh, we reviewed an album. Here's our review. My name is Sean Mark Dagnall. I like to steam my face in piss. Sean Mark Dagnall. 
getting covered in a bit of, you know, cold piss. Piss, 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 This week, we reviewed Marlowe with their album Marlowe 2, uh, 2020. Actually not out yet, uh, but it will be once this podcast is released. Uh, and Marlowe are a uh, double act, which is La Orange, La Orange, La Orange, La Orange, and uh, Solomon Bingham, uh, Bringham. Uh, and yeah, with their album Marlowe 2. And I'm going to go in hot and heavy here. I really like it. I think it's a really, really good album. I thought you'd That's come in there. That's this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 you say... So you've only heard it once. Yeah, I've only heard it the once. I listened to it just before recording this in the most unprofessional manner possible. Um, the rapping's pretty annoying. See, I enjoy it. Yeah, now, now one, one of the criticisms that I actually have heard about this album is that his rapping is quite on top, quite uh, quite erratic. I don't think it's erratic. It's it's monotonous. It goes on and on and on, and it's really fucking. It never stops. It doesn't quit, and it's always the same cadence, which I find incredibly tiring over the course of an album. Yeah, he doesn't switch it up a lot. He's very very fast. It's relentless. I would say, I think but the backing tracks are superb. Oh yeah, the backing tracks are absolutely gorgeous. So if you just if in fact if you took the rapping off this album, I think it'd be a really nice album of rap backing tracks see see, I, I think you are wrong I think once you've lived with this album for because uh, I've been listening to it for about a week now I don't want to live with it yeah but I think I think it's going to be one of those albums that you know will be looked back at like their first album cause by their first, who? you? yeah by me or by other people who have judged it far too quickly let's say uh, because I think that there are nuances in it that actually do take you elsewhere, and then once you start focusing in on the vocals and where he's going with his his uh, flow, is yes. that you you start to hear new things inside it. And right. I think it's an album that just keeps on giving. To be honest, it keeps on and going. <laughs> it does keep on going. He is a very very fast rapper. Yes. Uh, yes yeah. Yes. There's really. a lot of talent on the show. That's for sure. Yeah. And not every song w- was a disaster. I think. I just think that. If listening to it as one big block in one go, you know, as a as a with an eye for like judging it and criticizing it, yeah, which probably isn't the fair way to listen to an album. I should have taken my own time, done it bit by bit, piece by piece, and maybe come back with a better assessment. But just all I can tell you is off the cuff, well, listen to it as a huge block of noise. Was the backing tracks are great, the rap was fucking relentless. And you can barely hear what he's saying half the time because he's saying it so fast. What I love about this is we've got two different viewpoints from someone who's listened to it for a few more days than what you have on the, the one listen. Yeah. Now, that's not a criticism, but it's it's sort of way to say, like, it is something that will grow and become better with more listens. Right. Now, Well, that's uh, good. If, if you want to listen to him fast rapping, there's a track on there, which is track number three called Small Business. And that is a moment where he really just show, shows off. And it's like that sort of thing as a kid. You know, when you were like, I really like this guitarist because he can shred so fast. You know, right. and he really shows off those sort of lyrical chops where he can flow so fast. Uh, but the backing track at that point drops out to let you hear it. And you go, oh my fucking God, like this is impressive. Yeah, now, no idea what you're saying, but it's impressive. No, no, fast. no, no, no. You get it in your get it in your headphones and get your concentration face on. Mine has a little tongue poking out the side. Yeah, and uh, yeah, then then you're all set. To be honest, I just think that the 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 backing tracks are just so wonderfully made. Yeah, it's, it's 
it's, we can agree there. It has this sort of like uh, Wu Tang Clan slash avalanches thing going on in there. Yeah, lots of samples, lots, lots of, of interesting stuff going on. Bit yeah. of jazz, bit of well, I don't know. It's, it's also, like, it spans quite a lot. It does span a lot of genres, and it's got like that sort of B movie esque quality about it. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a mad scientist trying to make something out of it. Um, and I think the backing tracks, they just make me... If I get up in the morning and I'm going to work, I put it on and I walk into work with a fucking swagger because, like, yeah. I'm right. Like, yeah. Hell yeah, man. I didn't think it was swaggy enough for me. Because the the, the vocals, it's very much... Uh, he revolves around the same pitch a lot of the yeah. time through a lot of the songs. There wasn't a lot of nuance in, in the way he rapped, I see, think. See, for me, like it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the most subjective thing is sometimes a singer's voice is some people just hate uh, a band. You mean like music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, not dis, let's not diss the review format, though, man. My ears are trained, motherfucker. <laughs> Mine aren't. <laughs> um, you know, about track 10, they bring in a, a different rapper. Which um, is probably the best song on the album for me OG Funk Rock yeah yeah great backing track once again yeah uh, but then with uh, Afra who uh, raps on that and who has a different sort of deeper tone to it's his, got a deeper to... voice and therefore it's not quite so grating yeah. and after listening to you know nine or ten see, songs see, to that point his change is really well received I, because I'm like ooh a nice I, little uh, a nice little break for my ears I just think it, it's in your face. It's it's very in your face. Yeah, and I but lo- it's too much. And in I your love face. that. I, uh, I absolutely adore it. Uh, it, it rode me too hard. <laughs> but you're on the first listen. I can't, so. I'm not a pneumatic drill. Like, <laughs> I, I like a bit of you know. Let's take it slow for a, a moment. Change position, maybe. I don't want to be fucking just. You don't want to be just nailing it you don't straight. Be drilled. <laughs> you don't no. want to be just nailed straight for like forty-five minutes. You know, you got to switch it up. You have got to change it a bit. You have got to go into different positions. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. But I think the backing tracks give those different positions because I think the backing tracks are so interesting. Is that they they switch position for you while still getting a drilling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The drilling don't stop. The but drilling you, don't but you stop. Get moved. That's but what you get saying. moved. You move around. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. we we go from jazz to rock to funk, you know. But you're still getting drilled, right? You know. And at See, a I kind of felt it was you a bit... might come. <laughs> you didn't need to. I'm this, going. This is a good analogy. You didn't have to. You didn't have to pop. No, right? mate. I'm going for the money shot. We're going in. <laughs> okay. I I pre-ordered this album before it came out. I, their, their first album, uh, Marlow, which is just entitled Marlow, came out in 2018 and used sort of samples from Serge Gansborg and that that got me to be honest. Uh, so I, I, I was, played you for the Serge. Uh, yeah, I was already <laughs> I was already a little bit of a fan before. You're already this. wet. Yeah, <laughs> so I was already ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be honest, you know, I was just teasing you. <laughs> no, uh, I I love this album. I think it's really good. And I, when I walk home from here tonight, I'm gonna have it on my headphones and Fair swagger home. Yeah. To be honest. Um, at quite some pace I at quite some pace uh, I don't know where we where we sit with this then uh, I'm, I'm positive about it and you are middling it's got good vibes yeah, with good slightly vibes. annoying vibes over the top well, that's what I would say you only listened to it once before the podcast started yeah, so but I'm I mean, saying. most of our reviews I only listen to the album once, to be fair. Yeah, well, sometimes that's all you fucking need when you listen to fucking I can't like that this time. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you guys that I'm going to be on the right side. Uh, of history. Of history. <laughs> Musical opinion history. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When, when we look back and, you know, people are giving two stars to a classical album like Dark Side of the Moon, 
I'm going to be on the right side here, and yeah. Merritt's going to be on the wrong side. Because opinions will always end up being right or wrong when history pulls its hammer down. Exactly. Yeah. And my opinion's going to be right. <laughs> and we've both got very good opinions on shite lyrics. And now, shite lyrics on Destroyer Glue Radio. Welcome to Shite Lyrics. And I'm going to go on with Merritt's shite lyrics. Shoes on, get up in the morn. Cup of milk, let's rock and roll. King Kong, kick the drum. Rolling on like a rolling stone. Sing song when I'm walking home. Jump up on the top. LeBron, ding dong, call me on the phone. Iced tea and a game of ping pong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what just happened there. I mean... It's just a bunch of words that rhyme. There's uh, yeah. nothing happens here. Like that is the quintessential shite lyric. Well, not quite, but it is shite. It's not shite in the way that like it's been thought of really hard. Yeah. It's more like how can we rhyme this all together? Mm. Shoes on, get up in the morning, cup of milk, let's rock and roll, King Kong, kick the drum, rolling on like a rolling stone, sing song when I'm walking home, jump up to the top, LeBron, ding dong, call me on the phone, iced tea in a game of ping pong. Well, when you read it like that, like. It's very um, devoid of sense. It's, it just sounds like a bunch of English sentences strung together into, the, the thing <laughs> into is, words. The thing like, is, as as a group, it doesn't mean anything. The thing is, with pop music nowadays, it doesn't matter. You but don't need to say things But this music. isn't just music. This is K-pop. Now, K-pop, I don't know how familiar you are with K-pop. I am... Uh, I know Psy. You know another <laughs> K-pop song. We all know Gangnam Style. Uh, oh, of course. Of course. I once went to a social club where people were doing Gangnam Style. Like, 80-year-olds. Uh, all going uh, for it. Uh, uh. Wop, not Gangnam Style. Is it Wop, Wop? I don't know that what it is. sounds really racist. Oh, stop too. going on. Wop, Stop calling you a racist. Yeah. Is that the don't call me a racist sign you just did? No, I was, I was doing, <laughs> I was doing oh, the like Gangnam style. I was riding a small horse <laughs> to Mexico. It <laughs> <laughs> really sounds racist. <laughs> anyway, read my fucking lyrics, you <laughs> Okay, so here we have Sean's shite lyrics. How much of this am I reading? I'd say uh, two past the chorus I'd say the chorus the chorus no 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 first verse to the chorus I'd say oh wow that's a lot it is I've been watching you girl from the back of my car I see you're unsure of the place that you are grocery spilling up out of your bag thinking you'll end up a penniless hag but I see the girl that you are deep inside won't you allow me to give you a ride I can console you and give you a kiss Show you that you can do better than this. Angel girl in a cold, dark world. I'm going to be your man. Angel girl in a cold, dark world. I'll make you understand. Creepy. Yeah, those are some pretty rapey, creepy, (laughs) ugly lyrics right there. Yeah, yeah. Is that Creeper? No, that is Weezer. That's Weezer. That's Weezer. Is it a tongue-in-cheek song? Uh, I haven't listened to the song, but... Sounds like it's tongue-in-cheek. Do you think that's tongue-in-cheek? Well, it's Weezer, so yeah. Well, it it may be, but really? Yeah, generally Weezer are pretty tongue-in-cheek. I'm going to go... What's the song called? So this was, this was uh, 2010 with with them, and it's called Cold Dark World. I Uh, think this is when they went, they were going serious. I think you might have been duped. Have I been duped? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've been duped. I think it might be Purse purposefully creepy now 
I'm yeah. not saying it's definitely. Yeah. But I would say no, n- not being a, a fan of Weezer, yeah. but knowing their work, I think you might have been duped into thinking that a creepy lyric is actually a purposefully creepy lyric. Like I've um, I've read the rest of the the lyrics. Yeah. And uh, still creepy all the way through. Yeah, I'm sure it is creepy all the way through. But Are you I, saying I think, that creepy? I think it's... that's probably the point. Ah, bastard. I, I think they've probably gone. Out. I'm not saying. Hey, it might just be a really badly written creepy song, but but thinking about who is doing it, you know, they're kind of a jokey band, really. Weezer. Um, I think they might have had you off. Uh, I feel disappointed. Yeah, I f- I feel it's creepy though. It is creepy. But I think that might have been the intention. That's the intention. Ah. So I think they might have they might have sold you down the river. Ah, oh, jeez, the river Cumbo. Cumbo what? Gumbo? The what? <laughs> <laughs> that's what? That's the lead singer's name. River Gumbo. Cumbo. Gumbo. Cumbo. <laughs> I don't can't remember his rivers, name. Rivers. 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 Gumbo. Cumbo. Fucking hell! This is gonna be fun that's to his, edit. That's his name. Rivers Gumbo. Gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to end this gold, man. <laughs> okay. Anyway, recommends at the end. at the end. Well, my recommends this week yeah. is the music of Bojack Horseman. So the musical horse? Yeah, musical horses. How does he play the notes with the old hooves? Well, he's got hands. Have you not seen the cartoon? I've seen it once at your house. Oh, have you, have you, okay. Well, the music of Bojack Horseman is just uh, absolutely brilliant. It's one of the most poignant uses of music throughout a cartoon series I've ever seen. It's just, it's a, quite an emotional cartoon, so you get lots of sadness, there's lots of depression, there's lots of anger, there's lots of you know happy moments, and it makes me appreciate music that I don't like. Okay. Because I can, it's just like anything where you watch a film or you watch a TV show and the music is so well put into that and so well timed and so resonant that it makes you like music that you might not like otherwise. I mean, for me, something like, I love the film Donnie Darko. And so I love all the cheesy 80s crappy songs in there because when I watch the film, it, it helps to build the universe that I'm enjoying. It gets you on an emotional level. Though, yeah. You know? And so you start to enjoy those songs, even though, you know, Notorious by Duran Duran, probably out of context, I wouldn't particularly enjoy. But now it makes me think of that ridiculous scene in Die Darko. So, so I have some connection, an emotional connection to it, and it makes me like it a lot. And Bojack Horseman does that superbly better than any cartoon I've ever seen. Do you know who, who wrote the music or who did it? Is it Will Arnett himself? <laughs> well, it's no, what I mean is a lot, a lot of the music is made for the show. Okay. Uh, a guy called Jesse Novak uh, composed and wrote a lot of the songs. So I he's don't got know lot, that name. It's, I'm not sure who it is, but he's got a lot of. Uh, he does not just the musical composers, but also the, um, the lyrical stuff. Um, so they have like TV theme tunes inside the show of TV shows that are in the show. Yeah. And uh, he composed all those as well as doing, you know, electronic music for certain scenes and uh, and background music and all sorts. So that's pretty interesting. But I think it for me it all the the pinnacle of it is there's this bit at the end of one of the seasons, season six, where there's this bigger sort of 
climax of, of the whole season or the whole show to that point because it's a running thing it's not episodic um, and this piece of music plays when one of the main characters is driving her car away it's by a band called War on Drugs yeah I, I know them and, yeah. and uh, the song's called Under Pressure it's quite a famous song I think I didn't think you'd like their music I don't but <laughs> and I wouldn't like this song if I heard it out of context but now every time I hear that song it reminds me of the impact of the first time I saw that bit of the cartoon. And as you know, I just thought, as I was watching it for the first time, like, this is the perfect song to sum up what's happened so far. I don't think we spoke about it on the pod, or if we did speak about it on the pod, of uh, Jose Gonzalez. Oh, Jose Gonzalez, When you are going to Mexico in uh, Red Dead Dead Redemption. Redemption. Oh my God. That made me fall in love with that song. And I still can't listen to that song about just riding through the plains and just... Oh. And that was beautiful. Yeah, that, that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. And it just gets you. Yeah, right because because you, you know you've got to the story up to that point, and then it just sort of allows you to like fall into it a little bit more with the right use of music. And that Jose Gonzalez piece, I think, is similarly used to the the way this War and Drugs song is. Is it has that sort of cathartic feeling of like like part of a journey is like ending and a new part of it is beginning and it's the perfect sort of juxtaposition between those two points in time uh, and it really gets you and I know what you mean with the Red Dead one because like that's pretty much the only song in the whole game well, and we, like out yeah, of fucking out, out nowhere. nowhere it just it just starts up <laughs> and you're like is this music yeah. what is happening <laughs> and then suddenly it's a full blown song as you're just riding along on your horse the horse that you've had a bond with yeah and it just feels so right and yeah. yeah, it still gets me to this day. Then you accidentally get off and press the button for punch and punch your horse in the face and it kicks you down the hill. Yeah, and or the fall beautiful off, music plays. Or fall off a cliff. <laughs> or get to the edge of a cliff, have to turn back around and think this is not so poignant right now. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes it does work, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah. I like that you, you've brought something completely different to recommends at the end here. Yeah, well, it's, it's just a really... It's a, it's a great use of music. So what I, I can recommend is not really the song... But I can recommend the TV show, uh, and I recommend that if you watch the TV show, look out for the music inside it, because it, both the originals and the use of existing music is absolutely superb. I've gone for a recommend this week, which is uh, quite similar in the vein of the, probably the music you're talking about, or someone who I think would sit quite well in there, which is one of Nick Cave's projects, which is him and Grinderman. Now, I don't know if you listen to much Nick Cave music, do you? Uh, not particularly. Well, I know some bits and pieces, okay. but not, not a great deal. Okay, well, uh, back in about 2010, he did uh, Grinder Man, and Grinder Man 2 is the album that I want to recommend. Uh, this week, I was going through the, the racks of probe looking for a record that I, I wanted to buy. Couldn't find anything that I wanted. Like, I was very indecisive that day. Yeah. And there was a single just sitting there, and it has this... Um, it's really weird front cover of like um, you can't tell if it's a girl or a boy like very androgynous figure on the front with big pink long hair and it just says grinder man in gold letters on the front and I was like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> and as I took it to the desk uh, the prof behind the desk said you won't find this again we've been storing it up in the offices for 10 years we thought we'd make some money on it but right. it didn't happen like there's not much not much interest in it anymore but you will get your money back on it if you did try and sell it right uh, and it's a single off, off that album and it's absolutely fantastic it's uh, absolutely fantastic it's absolutely fantastic we should have a jingle TM. for when I say that 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think Nick Cave's ever lost um, his sort of songwriting ability. One half of it is uh, a B-side, which is called Star Charmer. And that is a lovely sort of acoustic piece, which sort of reminds you of sort of Red uh, red Right Hand. Um yeah. Oh, okay. Let's see, I know that one. You know that one? Yeah. Yeah, that is, it's a good song. It's a yes, famous one. Yes, but it's now more famous because of Peaky Blinders. Is it? Yeah, it was featured in Peaky Blinders, so... Oh, another music on TV show reference. <laughs> How apt. <laughs> How apt, yes. <laughs> We've got it all wrapped up Seems here. almost planned, this podcast. If <laughs> only people knew. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I bought it on a whim and I really enjoyed it. And then the first uh, track, which is uh, Heaven's Child, is a very sort of noise rock track. Right. Uh, which, you know, would make your parents sit up and go, oh, what the fuck is this that you're listening to? Great. So I yeah, love those kind of tracks. Yeah, really nice single uh, that I bought this week. And I thought, you know, in case people haven't heard of Grinder Man, if they like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, then this is Nick Cave, but in a different way. Right. All right, all right, all right. That was the Strayer Radio for this week. <laughs> oh yeah, the ending. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the ending, man. Uh, just get in touch with us. Uh, Instagram. Just do Instagram, man. Fuck it. It's at the Strayer Radio. We have lots of lovely pictures. We do. Come be our friend. And if you're already That's quite creepy. Well, I'm being Rivers Gumbo. Okay. <laughs> Come be our friend on Instagram. Enjoy yourself and send us lots of lovely fan mail. I think you might have had too much to drink. You seem to have lost the plot a wee bit. The fans said that they wanted us to be more drunk. Anyway, that is the story grade of this week. I've been Sean Mark Daggle and this has been Tom Merrick. Have a great week. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.